Hello one, hello all. Welcome to the Politics Mostly podcast with your host, Peter Ramirez. And today, today we're going to do something a little different. Going forward, podcasts with the titles and quotes will be me reading a column of mine to you, the listener, like a mini audiobook. I will still be doing my regular podcast on this feed. Uh, just in order to give you guys more content, though, I felt like this would be a little extra bonus. And if you don't like it, hey, you don't pay me anything, so leave me alone. <laughs> this is actually inspired by the Comment podcast by The New Yorker, a now defunct podcast feed, unfortunately, where an official narrator would read a long-form article weekly, and for reasons I'm not quite sure of, I thoroughly enjoyed it. I don't know why. <laughs> I do love reading, but sometimes having the occasional article read to you is easier, especially if you're doing chores or you're commuting. Um, so there you go, guys, uh, my loyal listeners. Now every article uh, will be read. Not every article will be read on here. Um, I do write more than I podcast, but I hope you guys enjoy this moving forward. So uh, any podcast and quotes is just going to be me reading an article as professionally as I can without music or sound drops or or edit commentary. Um, some of you guys may only listen to these pods moving forward. Uh, some of you may prefer the more jest-laden, casual nature of my regular pods. Um, hopefully, most of you listen to both. <laughs> so without any more delay, here it is. Examining the post-Trump malaise. Electoral burnout as an actual idea. The election was finally over. I happily collected some initial thoughts, including pieces on voter suppression, the odds facing Joe Biden, and the interesting relationship between the Murdochs and a fading Donald Trump. But something was off. Stories that previously took me 30 minutes or an hour to write suddenly took the whole day. Breaks outnumbered work periods by wide margins. I found myself wandering the vast landscape of electoral information without much energy. The scrolling, reading, and thinking seemed to be more a relic of former habits than an affirmative call to action. My creativity was waning. My motivation was depleting. Despite this, I marched on like all writers do. The show must go on. I overcame the efficiency gaps with increased amounts of time commitment. Productivity measured in articles written, remained stable. Then I noticed this. In the article, I post a screenshot of my metrics showing a steep decline in viewership after Election Day. Apparently, mentally checking out of the election was not restricted to just me. My viewership plummeted, even as post-election analysis was churning. What exactly were we experiencing? First, there was the one itself. Biden's victory was officially declared four days after the election, depriving the Trump repudiation of a bit of sweetness. Second, while Biden's historic thumping was thoroughly enjoyable, it did come with a bit of an asterisk down ballot, as Democrats lost ground in the House and failed to capture a majority in the Senate. There was an outsized amount of lead-up to this year's election. The real scandals of the pandemic and its economic impact, and the fake scandals of laptops and doctors profiting off the coronavirus. They didn't. The result was the highest voter turnout in over 100 years. But interest is finite. Attention is limited. What if Americans simply used up all their political fuel prior to the election? 
and it is just time for everybody to move on. Trump's flame-throwing march to the sea took its toll on the nation. He launched every fringe conspiracy theory, demonstrably unproven lie, and tiresome culture war at Biden, at the media, at his phone, and ultimately at us. Mud was thrown with the sole intent of seeing what stuck. So yes, Biden won, but increasingly, it feels as if no one won. In one sense, Trump and his supporters are fuming over what they perceive to be a stolen election. And in the other sense, Democrats are watching in horror as a slow-moving coup fails spectacularly. A crucial component of this mystery feeling is that not much has changed. In fact, the loss has only emboldened the already shameless. Powell is misspelling, Giuliani is leaking, Trump is pardoning, and emails are grifting. I increasingly care less and less about Trump. I would imagine I'm not alone. What else can be written about the man, after all? When you operate under the assumption that he will act in the worst possible way, none of his bizarre antics elicit shock. Burnout is often associated professionally. The feeling of helplessness, lack of joy, and fatigue that employees are, uh, are watchful of with their workers. What if we were experiencing burnout in the political or news way? Perhaps electoral burnout. It would make sense. According to the Mayo Clinic, burnout in the workplace is caused by lack of control, unclear expectations, and, quote, extremes of activity, end quote, such as when a job is too monotonous or too chaotic. Doesn't this sound like the feelings of a Twitter user would have when, per- when perusing, say, at real Donald Trump? A similar feeling would be post-election stress disorder, an actual affliction that the American Psychological Association established four years ago. There are about half a million sufferers. So whether it's burnout or PESD, the post-Trump malaise is real. And I'm right there with you.